Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Vittles and Vitals podcast, where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food, because everything connects to food. I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed. I'm the son, and we're your hosts. All right, so it is, as of this recording, February 19th, and you know what that means. Everybody has failed at their <laughs> New Year's resolutions. <laughs> we, we did good for the, the month of January. And then everything went to the tank as everybody's bad habits have come back. There's actually a study that predicted this about this time. And you can see, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but they've actually seen and documented that as the gym membership attendance decreases, the fast food consumption increases. I think we actually did talk about that. We may our, have. Uh, our resolutions or red oh maybe maybe yeah that episode but i feel like this is a very appropriate time to talk about uh health trends and just the very wide variety of health trends that are going out there because you know even though you've fallen off the bandwagon with going to the gym 19 times a week and eating (laughs) nothing but quinoa i went this week i I'm shocked. The first honestly. time since September. Oh wow! So I'm rebucking the trend. We are. We I am very proud of you. Going against the grain. I've luckily been able to go almost. I've I said three times a week. I've stayed pretty close to that. Every once in a while, I, I need a little bit of extra sleep. But I've been. I've been well, they still on knew that. my name, so I was excited. Well, that's really good. That's really good. That's good because you're paying for it as well. <laughs> um, but no, it's you've fallen off the wagon, but people can still get onto it. So. There's a lot of really interesting health trends that I found uh, while doing my research. But what was one that kind of stuck out to you just kind of off the bat? Well, one of the things that I I bought this book recently, heard about it on a, a, a Whole30 podcast called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that was actually, they didn't mention the book, but they said one of the things was that wellness would increase or you'd be thinking about doing things related to wellness via smaller habits. And so rather than saying, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, you say, well, I'm going to do, you know, every month I'm going to be 1% better. And I mean, that's, that's kind of taken from the book, which I have not read yet. I just heard the interview, but, um, but that was the first thing I came across. And I, I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about man- being manageable. Yeah. You know, it's not trying to be small, but, but to, you know, I guess, you know, eat the elephant in bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's that's really, really interesting. Or, be, or stop looking like an elephant in bite-sized pieces. That's, that's also true. <laughs> but, you know, I think that actually could be a really good just trend to catch on in general because, you know, we all have these massive goals and stuff like that that are almost impossible to get or are possible to get, but we don't have the self-discipline needed to reach such extreme makeover. Right. And what he was a little bit. Yeah. And what he was saying in this interview was that rather than try to, you know, say, like you say, go to the gym three times a week, well, he's saying, you know, even if you just go to the gym for five minutes, walk in, take a couple laps around the track and walk out, you have gone to the gym. Mm -hmm. And if you get into small habits, then eventually they'll become bigger. And, you know, it it applies to a lot of different things. That was the first thing I came across. What about you? Uh, well, the big one that I saw and the one that I'm personally most excited about is that apparently nap bars are becoming 
uh, a thing. And it's not a little bar that you lean on to take a nap or something. But there's uh, the big one that I saw with the article that I read was this one in, I think, Houston, Texas. That Houston was... is one in New York City and other bigger cities. Yeah. But Houston is the one I read. And they're just too. little, this one was like a pop-up. And it was just a bunch of little rooms. And they had the Beyonce room, the Texas room. And there was like a, a bunch of different ones. mattresses and Yeah, I saw that. They used and... the, the term white glove service. I don't know what that means. I think it is, it's like very clean. It has to do with hygiene, yeah. Gotcha. So I just think that's super interesting. It's a little expensive, though. It's like a dollar a minute if you just go on one off. If mm-hmm. you get a membership, though, it was quite cheaper. But it was like a hundred bucks for... It was a hundred bucks a month, which I mean, yeah. If but if that's, that's unlimited naps, then that's a way better than a dollar a minute. Yeah, I I think there were some like things on that. There's like this is the membership for our members who come twice a week. Oh well, that may be. And I'm just trying to think of like I knew that I was not going to be able to get there before the end of February, and then I don't know if it's the if the pop up is going to pop down by that time or not. I just feel like that's a lot of turnover just to have a pop up. I feel like that's gonna that business is gonna hang around because it seemed to be pretty popular. If it's busy, yeah, it had a lot of really high reviews and i think it's like in a good I didn't location try to sign up so i didn't in I the middle it, of the galleria mall in houston yeah and i think there's a lot of businesses in the, around around that area so like pop down to the nap bar for a quick 20 minute snoozer and well, i think it's a good that. healthy thing i mean mm-hmm. i think a nap is a good idea but um yeah it, it could never happen in my job so yeah. i did think it was really interesting that they had a 20 minute nap and a 26-minute nap. I saw that, too. Do you know why? It has something to do with your sleep cycle. Yes. Apparently, uh, and this is just things I've learned over the years of life, but apparently the optimum nap is 35 minutes long because in 30 minutes or less, you never enter into deep sleep. You just stay in light sleep. So you're and, not as, like, hung so, over when you yeah, wake up. when you wake up because, like, uh, when you enter into that deep sleep and then you're pulled out of it, Mm-hmm. You end up more groggy after than you were before. The five minutes is there to like give you a little time to actually fall asleep, right. and then you have like that thirty minutes. And when I do take naps, which are very rare, um, I try to stick by that, and it actually really works. I wake up very refreshed. And yeah, there's times good. when I need a four hour nap, but usually when I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, but when you have when you have that type of time to spare, like why not take a four hour nap? Absolutely. So. And the other the next thing I saw were these home studios. They were, the trend was that people were going to be doing more exercising at home. Mm-hmm. And the best example of this is, of course, the Peloton commercial. We all know. Did you see that Peloton commercial? I've seen some Peloton commercials. That was really freaky. The one where she was, like, filming a video, like, thanking her husband for, like... Did you see that one? I've, I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, what is she doing? She That's so little, weird. She got a little grief from that. Yeah, or the, she did. She didn't, but the Peloton Yeah, people. Peloton did. But then there's the other one where there's the, the man in one corner apartment up on the 57th floor and then the girl is in the another next building and they're like racing against each other and i think i've seen that yeah one. that was the one around christmas but the thing about it is the peloton is about 2300 bucks for the bike mm-hmm. and then you've got to have like a 40 buck a month membership on top of that that's required mm-hmm. so it's like not only are you getting the paying for a gym membership you're also making a mortgage payment on the gym <laughs> with the bike and as I looked that up, I found another one called the Hydro, H-Y-D-R-O-W, which is a rowing machine. Same kind of thing. Uh, it's got a screen in front of you. But for 2200 bucks and a $40 membership, which is about the same, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, you better send somebody and splash water on me. Yeah. While you know, while this is going on. But this is my thing with this is that why are people thinking like this would be the solution to do it at home? Like I understand the whole. I've read a bunch of articles on like benefits of a home gym and stuff like that because you know it's not like I don't have to drive somewhere. Like it's more expensive on the front end, but once you like have done it, like you don't have to pay for anything yet again. You can go out there in your skivvies and you're okay because it's your gym and stuff like that. And it's like, if you, I was reading about benefits of like strength training, so like weights and stuff mm-hmm. in like a garage gym. And he's like, you can open the garage if you're like feeling particularly handsome that day <laughs> and stuff like that. But I feel like with this, you're paying $2,300 for a spin bike essentially and then 40 bucks a month to take spin classes. Right. Pretty sure you could go to a a gym yeah. for much less, oh yeah, and still take spin classes with people I'm, around there to push you. You don't have to convince me. However, back when I was single and had money, I did buy a Nordic track. So isn't that like a treadmill? Uh, no, it's just a cross country ski machine. But in my defense, who are you? In my defense. When I went to the gym, this was back in North Carolina. When I went to the gym, like when he that's what gym. I used. I mean, that's what I used was Nordic Track. I loved it. So when I sh- showed up at the pop up uh, Nordic Track kiosk in the mall, mm. um, I fell for it. I bought one, and I did use it for a while, but it got kind of. It, it eventually became a clothes hanger, just like everything else. Yeah. But um, and then I ended up selling it when we moved overseas. But um, so I can't complain about people buying stuff because I, I did do the same kind of thing but mm-hmm. it wasn't as uh expensive as this and it wasn't yeah. as uh i think i didn't make payments on it <laughs> so it was kind of it, it was pretty expensive another one that i saw was the mirror which uh, that one is kind of spooky which was a little bit less expensive it was only fifteen hundred dollars so you know Ooh, bargain i know it is a big bargain and i didn't realize i didn't figure out how much the uh subscription cost was about the same i'm sure yeah all of them are about the same yeah but it's a mirror that looks like a regular mirror until you turn it on and then it's like a little little hologram man pops up on it (laughs) and he like leads you through different workouts and apparently there's a ton you know we watched that video earlier and it was yoga and strength training and cardio and the scary part though is that somebody in the mirror was calling this guy by name it was like Dan, let's flex your shoulders a little more, Dan. Yeah, so somebody's watching. Somebody is watching. Or so what happens if you really forget to turn the mirror off, and you know you're find yourself in an embarrassing out- outfit? I mean, I don't think that's any real different than having like Amazon Echoes and Google Homes. So except it's with a camera. Well, you can get Google Homes with cameras. You can do like <laughs> okay. FaceTime through your Google Home. Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting a mirror. Yeah, probably not though. So did you come? Did you see this uh, trend called the red light therapy? I didn't hear red light therapy, but I'm very interested. Well, I didn't have time to really look it up, um, but I just didn't want to be clear that it's not the same thing as you know the red light district. It's okay, not, I didn't know if we could make that joke on that this because kind of I definitely that's that as far as we're thing. going with that. So yeah, I, I mean, I did read about it, but I, I it's not something that I think I would invest very much in. Uh, the most interesting I thought, though, and you, I know you've seen some of this, too, is organized religion and wellness and how they've kind of connected. Have you, have you found red light therapy? I did, find, I did find out that you could get a hat with red light therapy for $900. Okay. Another reason I won't be doing that. 
Yeah, but I so looking at healthline.com, what is red light therapy? Is a controversial therapeutic technique that uses red low-level wavelengths of light to treat skin issues such as wrinkles, oh. scars. So it really just seems like it's a a way skin treatment. Skin treatment. It's probably low yeah. levels of because it's saying right here you can use to grow plants in space. So it's probably like. Yeah, I'm not. I don't need that. I don't think it. I don't think it really does much, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the religion because I thought this was fascinating. This is a list of examples mm-hmm. that I found. It was Ramadan boot camps. So like boot camp, like the you know the heavy duty exercise yeah. kind of stuff. Jewish Sabbath service hikes. Okay. Christian wellness retreats. Catholic Pilates. Ooh, that sounds fun. And then Muslim YouTube fitness channels. And then I was I found there's like CrossFit. Mm-hmm. For sure, that had um, religious base to it, and there was another one that was I thought was really cool. Let's see, um, faithful workouts, an online Christian streaming workout with Christian music and mini sermons, and then there's Soul Core, Catholic-based movement that pairs stretching and functional movement with the prayers of the Rosary. So I guess it's kind of been a big thing, and I, I did actually I heard a. a a friend of mine over in uh, Columbus, their their pastor did a sermon a week or so ago called The Theology of Sleep. Okay. And uh, it was talking about health benefits of sleep and that kind of stuff. Hmm. So anyway, so that is an interesting connection between, mm-hmm. uh, you know, faith and... Yeah. Uh, there's this really popular um, sermon series, or not series as much. It's a college slash young adult ministry at a watermark church in like the Dallas area. And they have this thing for the ministry called The Porch. And not this year, but last year, around the New Year's, they did uh, a series on resolutions. And one of them was like fitness. And the guy was like, some of y'all are spending too much time at the gym. And that's becoming an idol. And some of you are not spending enough time at the gym. And like, you really need to start heading to the gym because your body's a temple. And like, God calls us to be healthy. I think Chip's pre- preached on that before too. But the guy, his his thing was like, a good rule of thumb is trying to go at least three times a week and no more than five. And I was like, that's where I got my three days a mm. week from. I was like, if I can, if is I can hit. biblical? I don't know if it's biblical. I mean, three is a, is a magic number, so. So that's, magic is not <laughs> biblical. Not, uh, maybe a little bit. But, um, so some of the cool things that I saw were um, cookinglight.com had some predicted trends of to 2020 uh that's where we got the nap bars from but uh, a big one that i saw and we've seen a little bit about it already with the beyond meat and hardy's version impossible burger kroger's getting on it but is plant-based meat substitutes uh yeah i guess is about as much as you can call it plants that can bleed oh what are your thoughts on that i think if you want to enjoy meat enjoy meat I just, I don't know. I've tried some things in the past when your mom was a vegetarian and, you know, I was just, you know, interested in, I'm interested like in claim, exploring it. Um, responsibility for making her not a vegan anymore. That's right. So, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not into it. I've read an article or two that kind of suggested that it could be a problem um, health wise, but, you know, obviously a lot of people are doing it if the big companies like Burger King mm. are getting into it. So I don't, you know, I don't want to put out there that it's bad. I don't know, but I'm suspicious. Um, I don't know. It's just, 
if you're not eating meat for, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but if you're not eating meat for, not eating meat for health reasons, but you really love it, then yeah, I can see maybe you'd want to taste it. But you know, if you're against it for uh, other reasons, I don't know. It, it just I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even I'm I'm not interested in. You know, I might try a bite, but I'm not going to buy a big box of Beyond Meat and make burgers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I even read that the next thing we might see is fish, plant-based fish. I've seen plant-based chicken. Yeah. I've, I saw plant-based. It was a vegan, natural, to- hot chicken. Tofurky. Yeah, tofurky. But that's kind of a nice Vegan, natural, hot chicken, huh? Yeah, it was very strange. Very strange. Well, I, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of like taco places will use jackfruit mm-hmm. and it'll it'll be like a barbecue chicken kind of thing. But that's a natural thing. A that's lot of true. these beyond things Good point. are very scientifically modified to do the things that do, yeah. which is really cool that we can do those things with science. But do you want to put that in your body? That's a whole nother thing on top of that. Like so artificial sweeteners, but that's another soapbox. I would I would like to try it once just to say what I that I tried right. it. Yeah. But I would, I would probably not order it again. So maybe we need to go to Burger King and order yeah. one burger and mm-hmm. both take a bite and then be done. Yeah. Uh, we'll report back on that. Yeah. Another really cool thing I saw, um, you know, there are diets galore with the big ones kind of being like less of you can, you know, we're avoiding all carbs and stuff like that. But it, there are a lot of the ones kind of like with the Whole30, like the Whole30 has you drop everything for 30 days except like key free groups and like kind of work some stuff back in mm-hmm. a lot of the new stuff is moving away from more of a radical change to more of a lifestyle change just like m- better eating habits in general um, and following along in those lines uh, a big trend for 2020 is going to be foods that focus on our our brain so we know how a lot of foods affect our guts you know lactose intolerance, all that stuff. Some people eat something and just doesn't make them feel well. Probiotics. Yeah, stuff like that. But uh, a lot of science is coming forward right now talking about how what we eat can also affect our mental health. It's kind of the gut-brain connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with mental health being such a a big thing in our culture right now, so many people suffering from it and so many people just becoming more aware if that's a thing. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm I'm in agreement with that, that a lot of probably research is going to be done to like, what foods make us happier or have better health in general? Yeah, I read that a little bit about that. And, and of course, when I when I saw brain food, I thought how your grandmother used to eat brains and eggs for breakfast. Really? That's real brain food. Wow, that was a bad joke. But it's true. That's it not is a true. Joke. It really is brain food. <laughs> well, that I mean, it you know, mm. it is a joke. So. So, yeah, we talked about the nap bars. It said natural remedies are going to be kind of coming more into focus over prescription. And even though I'm a pharmacist, I understand that. But say, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, if it works, yeah, I'm all about it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a believer that if you need the medicine and it's going to save your life Mm -hmm. and the benefits outweigh the risk, then by all means, come get the medicine. Buy it from me. But if... You can do something naturally, you know, whether it's CBD, which is another trend, mm-hmm. uh, or, or whatever it is that, that comes from the natural world. Because, I mean, a lot of drugs come from the natural mm-hmm. world, or at least they start there. Um, you know, I've got no problem with the natural remedy if it works. Mm-hmm. It's probably better for you for this for 
in, for the most part, but there's also remedies that are quote unquote natural that can be harmful. So you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Looking at that, did you find any particularly weird health trends? Because I definitely found some weird ones from age past. Um, I did actually, I didn't. So I'm gonna have to count on you for this. All right. So out there in the world, there is every white girl's favorite bachelorette trip idea, which is goat yoga. A lot more of my friends have done goat yoga than I care to admit. But in New York, of all places, you can now go cow cuddling, which is where you go out into a pasture of cows and calves and cuddle them. Because apparently, like, the warm body... Are they trained to uh, not kick you? I, I don't know. I, I feel like a calf, it wouldn't be too bad. But apparently, like, their yeah, size... Yeah, you're with the calf and the mom sees you... Also another thing. But apparently, like, their their warmth and stuff helps, like, calm people down. So huh. I don't know how that is. There's only, like, one place doing it from what I could tell. But, it, I, I mean, I bet it would be pretty an interesting experience. Um, 50s, weird time all around. And what was really popular back then, because of one televangelist who lost, like, 200 pounds, was praying the fat away. So people would oh gather together gosh. and... Pray that fat away, because that's how the Holy Spirit works, people. Um, good old times. Don't but, try this at home. Yeah, don't try that at home. Uh, the next one is, please don't try this, but in the 20s, back when everybody <laughs> thought that cigarettes were, good, were for good for you, and 9 out of 10 doctors recommended Lucky, uh, they also had a Lucky Strike cigarettes, had a campaign to reach for a Lucky instead of a sweet and they were tapping in because nicotine does like suppress your sure. your appetite. Yeah. So they had like this pretty woman on so there. So speed. And it was like how to keep, <laughs> that is also true. It was like how to keep this petite figure. Um, and then finally, the weirdest one that I could find was the tapeworm diet. Oh, that just it was some opera singer made it popular. But you popped a parasite laden pill. Apparently, the tapeworm ate a bunch, which I feel like there's a lot more that goes along with that than just... Yeah, it's there's some uh, issues with that Yeah, down the road. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I think another really big trend that's been around and I think is kind of here for say, here to stay is seltzer waters. Uh, it, it It's not going away, yeah. for sure. I know the seltzer water thing was something... We kind of have a history with it. Your mom has always, long as I've known her, enjoyed Perrier. Mm. And I don't know if it, I think it's probably the lemon or the lime was her was her go-to. Now it comes in strawberry and peach and grapefruit and lots of different cool, cooler, better flavors. Mm-hmm. I never got into it, but. I thought the lime was pretty good. Well, I, I like, well, just to keep going through the, the, ch- the chronology here, um, I got to a point where like I quit eating and drinking anything with, with artificial sweeteners several mm-hmm. years ago. So it was either going to be, you know, full-on Coke with full-on high-fructose corn syrup yeah. and cane sugar, whatever it is, um, which is, you know, I'm not saying that's healthier. Yeah. But I just didn't want the artificial stuff. So, But I came to a point when I was doing Whole30 where I couldn't have the sugar either, and I was like, well, I kind of miss the, the, the buzz, the fizzy of a, of a carbonated beverage. And so I... Started trying the LaCroix and those kind of things. And I actually got to where I enjoyed them. Now I'm kind of plateaued. Um, 
your mom got some from Target the other day. It was a strawberry mango or something like that, and it was really good. It had more flavor. I can't remember the brand, but it was it was at Target. I've mm-hmm. never seen it anywhere else. But um, you just, the flavors keep changing. The the brands are are broadening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I even like we used to have at SFA meetings that we'd have Mountain Valley Spring Water, and sometimes it would be they'd have flat and yeah. sparkling. And I would always drink the flat. And then after I started the LaCroix, though, I started drinking the sparkling. Really enjoyed it, even mm-hmm. the flavorless, supposedly, yeah. Uh, ones. So, yeah, that's that's. I don't think that's going away anytime mm-hmm. soon. What would you say is your favorite of them? Well, that one that I was just telling you about. This, this I wish I could remember the name of it. but it's Oh, yeah, yeah, that Target. The Target brand. brand. But the thing about that is I, I did a little, little number crunching. So if you got... Uh, an eight pack mm-hmm. of LaCroix on sale today at a major grocery store. We won't advertise for them. Uh, it costs about three cents an ounce. Mm-hmm. Now that didn't sound like a lot. Um, another brand, similar price is about four cents an ounce. The Perrier, seven cents an ounce. So okay. it was like over double the cost. Um, but if you just bought a 32 pack, of purified water, just mm. basically the straight water bottles, it's like 0.6 cents an yeah. ounce. And I didn't even have time to look and say, well, how much is the water coming out of your tap? Oh, cost? much less. But I'm sure it's much less than that. So it's just a matter of, you know, I'm not going to be drinking a LaCroix at every mm-hmm. meal. Uh, I, I don't enjoy it that much anyway. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind that it is an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that. Yeah, I've become a, a pretty big fan of like the Kroger brand of mm-hmm. them because um, you can get a pack of 12 for like two bucks. Yeah, yeah. And some of those like, are pretty good. Yeah, and I had a, a citrus cram- blackberry that was really good. I'm drinking a cranberry limeade right now, which is really good. I like the limeade. The, I like those. The, mm-hmm. And there's a Ozark has a pomegranate lemonade. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's not bad. Yeah. My personal favorite, though, is like the lime Topo Chico. That comes in the glass bottle. Yes. That is enormously tasty. That is good. That yeah, is like, good. I, it's really, really good. Um, for sure. I don't think I've ever told you this, but this is a funny story with the Topo Chico. Because uh, they have the, the pop tops. They don't have the twist tops. And I thought they had the twist tops. Uh-oh. So I was driving to our house from Jackson with um, a Topo Chico in my car. And I went to open it, and I didn't have a bottle opener on me. Oh, no. So I had to use my keys to pop it open. And when I did it, like, half the Topo Chico shot out. And, like, I was drenched from head to toe in Topo Chico, which ended up not making a difference because it's... I was say, at least... There's it, no sugar or anything in it, so it yeah. never got sticky. But it was like, ah, I lost a Topo Chico. And I'm, like, driving oh, at, no. down 25 at 70 miles an hour when this happened. So going with LaCroix, uh, I have a buddy of mine named Lamar Land. And he is a he's a big seltzer water guy. Uh, he drinks um, and he like does reviews of ones he likes. Uh-huh. And I have a class with him, and I was telling him that we were going to talk about seltzer waters. And this is a quote from him that says, Coconut LaCroix tastes like someone put sunscreen on a TV screen and wait, and licked it when it got staticky. <laughs> that is brilliant. That's how he described the coconut. He's a big <laughs> lime guy. So he really likes that. Apparently, Spindrift is his favorite because they use like the real. They have actual juice in yeah, Spindrift. And it's apparently it's still only like fifty calories for the. Yeah, whole yeah, thing. it's so still it's like low. And I, I, I'll do that at home. I'll buy like hundred percent cranberry juice or pomegranate juice or something like that and mix it mm-hmm. with the seltzer. Ah, mixer. I like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and with 
seltzers as well, they come in hard versions too. So yeah, so they that's, say that's really popular as well. So they say. So some of the foods I ran into. This is kind of going away from seltzers. I don't know mm. if you had any more reviews. From no, that's all my seltzers because I would definitely need to follow him on that now. Um, some of the interesting things. This is from Business Insider, but they got their information from Uber Eats of some of the food trends. One of them was star fruit, which has been around yeah. a long time, but one of the interesting points they made was that it's very Instagrammable. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that may be part of some trends yeah. is you can take a, a cool picture of it. And then squid ink infused things like pasta is supposed to help with your... Oh, that's been around for a while. Yeah, supposed to help with blood pressure or something like that. And then collagen for healthy skin. Everybody's putting collagen and stuff. Rishi mushrooms. I don't know if I'm saying that right. R e i s h i Rishi or Rishi. Could not tell you. I hear about about that a lot, and they make teas with it, and it's supposed to help with all kinds of things, immune system maybe, and um, and of course keto is is getting bigger and bigger. And I just want to throw out my opinion because you know everybody has their opinion on low carb and no carb, and you know what kind of carbs we're supposed to have. And my thought is, you know, maybe we don't all need to be strictly low carb however you define that but i think most of us in america because i know i don't know if we have how much listeners how many listeners we have in uh, the netherlands and other places that are maybe a little more healthy than we are but um in america i think we can definitely go lower carb Mm -hmm. because i think we've shot too high on the carb side Mm -hmm. so we've we've gone you know we, we do need carbohydrates part of our health but probably don't need so many, and mm. we don't need so many that are obviously unhealthy. Yeah. So I think that's just a matter of perspective and balance. As much as I love pasta, mm-hmm. it's not great for you. Yeah, but but you know, not everybody in Italy is 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 obese, and and the most, or I won't say most, but there's a much higher percentage of obesity here in our. State for sure, if mm-hmm. not our country. Yeah, and that's uh, a lot of that. So I think it's just so moderation. High. So you know, moderation. don't don't cut the carbs completely mm-hmm. unless you need to. But the carbs are pretty healthy for you down. too. Like there there are health benefits some, to carbs. Some right, whole grains, things like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what else have we got here? Bone broth, and I wanted to give a shout out. Bone broth. You know what bone broth is? Uh, broth that bone our <laughs> bones are boiled. And they release things into the liquid, and it forms a broth. Very good. Very good. So, like, whenever we have a turkey, like a Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, I'll take the carcass, and I'll put it in a crock pot and cover it with water and then pour a little vinegar in because vinegar breaks down the bone. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I know I've talked to a, someone who actually has a restaurant. He said he only did it for a few hours. I do it for, like, two days mm-hmm. in the crock pot. And at the end, you've got this really uh, healthy broth, and you can use mm. it for soup or whatever. And it's got all the collagen, or, or not, I guess collagen. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm probably uh, saying that wrong. But I learned this at out at um, here. Start. We have the Homestead Education Center, and they had a weekend a few years ago that I was invited to uh, to kind of cover for the magazine I write for, Eat Drink Mississippi. And Chef Marion Sansing led it. So I want to give a shout out to mm-hmm. Chef Marion. Uh, and we learned all kinds of things. We made or learned to make kombucha. We did drying of fruits and things like that. Mm. We did um, we did bone broth. We did how you know how to make ghee and just all kinds of things. But we learned basically about preservation of food mm. and how to use things. Which was another trend I came across was food 
waste utilization. Yeah. Uh, where you just use every part. And Marion All the is, compost. Marion is the best at that, at, at not wasting anything mm-hmm. uh, and making it taste good, too. She's a brilliant cook. Awesome. So, so bone broth was something. And then cold brew. Before we get off the, the oh, okay. bone broth thing real quick, I don't know why this was a thing, but I had an ad for bone broth the other day on mm. like one of my socials. And it's this guy, and he's at the gym. You know, He's hitting it hard, and he's like, after a, a good day at the gym, I like to go home to... I don't know what brand of bone broth it is, but this man Headland is fire. Or something yeah, like that. this man is like throws a little packet, pours some hot water in it, and then starts to drink it like his morning coffee. Oh, people like, drink, drink just, a cup of it in the morning, like yeah, tea. just straight. I just like I don't think I could do that. I'm sure it's great for you, like you yeah. know, all the protein packed liquids, but. It just—it was really funny. I don't know about because he was like sitting here. Those just can't see him at home, but he was like cupping it just like a cup of coffee, and he was just like, ah. And I'm like, I don't think is that that's how a little cheesy. But it was very cheesy, but but healthy, I'm sure. And I've heard of people drinking a little cup of it every day, mm. like just well, like their tea, a little shot of bone broth. Yeah. So the other thing that I know you and I both um, enjoy is a you know a little coffee. So mm. cold brew is going to get bigger and bigger. They, yeah. The the site I looked at said Starbucks. That ha- like fifty percent of their sales are cold beverages, not necessarily cold brew. There is cold brew and there's iced coffee. They're not the same mm. thing, but I guess between the frappuccinos and and the cold yeah. brews and the iced coffees, the like nitro cold brew is tasty. It is, it is, and nitro is one of my favorite things. And I mean, right now I've got some uh, sweet potato coffee from our local shop, uh, Strange Brew, in the my cold brew machine, mm-hmm. which is a mason jar. Hey, the um, best way to do so it. So I got it, got it cooking for tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what those drum beats mean. It is time for our favorites. Dad, what's yours this week? My favorite, I'm going to stick with the cold brew theme, the the trend. Uh, I ran across a recipe not too many years ago. It came from the Food 52 website. Great website. So basically, it's, it's real simple. It's two-thirds of a cup of coffee, or two-thirds of a cup of mm-hmm. coffee grounds. Uh, three tablespoons of brown sugar, one teaspoon of cinnamon, and three cups of water. And what I found, I use like a uh, a quart size mason jar. Mm-hmm. So you put all the dry stuff in there, and then you fill it up with water, and it's basically the same mm-hmm. amount. Uh, the nice thing, and, it, and it's delicious just by itself. If you want to add yeah. cream or milk to it, it's even better. You know, if you're if you like that, but it is really good. And the nice thing about it is, you know, if it's too sweet, you know, back down off the brown sugar. If it's too cinnamony, you can back down off of that. Uh, be sure and strain it because the cinnamon kind of yeah. clog up your strainer a little bit. But well, that's good to know. Well, but Food Fifty Two coffee recipe, delicious, easy, highly recommended. I'm gonna have to try that. So my favorite for the week is the book I'm currently reading right now, which is Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. Uh, we all know C.S. Lewis for you know the Chronicles of Narnia and all that good stuff. Uh, but I'm going to make a case that his science fiction is incredible. It's been a while, but I have read that. It was, I've, I'm like halfway through the book and he's talking about languages and people on Mars and like religions and all this stuff. Like there's so much like jam packed in this book and I'm on page 70. Um, but it's really interesting. I don't get to read as much as I read at the beginning of the semester. Now that school is really hard, hit hard, but I've really enjoyed what I've read so far. Yeah, I'm all about that. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it and think others might enjoy this podcast too, please share. 
please give us a five-star rating. It gets goes a long way to getting this out to other people. Review it on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you found this, and they are legion. You can find us on the worldwide interweb at Vittle Vital Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Vittles and Vitals Podcast on Facebook, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea of a subject you'd like to hear us cover, shoot us a DM, and remember, if it's vital, look for the Vittles.